Welcome to Two Brothers Review, the podcast. This week we're going to be talking about the recent film Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. I'm Reed Turley. And I'm Ty Turley. Uh, before we get into the Jurassic World conversation, we wanted to give a recommendation for uh, our favorite movies. And since Jurassic World was filmed in Hawaii, we'll do our favorite movie filmed in Hawaii. And mine is, at least it's the first that came to mind, is The Descendants. Uh, I really like that. That one by Alexander Payne. It's pretty funny. I'm going to show Ty. I wrote down on my sort of rundown sheet also The Descendants for my film in uh, Hawaii. What? We agreed on something? So if we were playing movie categories, we'd finally get a point. Yes! I like the Hawaiian shirts in that movie. Yeah, I think just it shows a side of the island that you don't, I guess I don't really feel like I express in movies a lot. It's not the tourist experience. It's more about what the life would be like if you lived there. And I think the drama yeah. in it is very, very well done. Yeah, it's very grounded. And, and yeah, you get to be in the world of the native Hawaiians. Well, not not quite native, I guess, but long-time families there. Yeah. Let's talk about now about Jurassic World. What were your expectations going into this movie? Uh, did you like the first Jurassic World movie with Chris Pratt? Well, we had tried, you know, we try not to read reviews and stuff. So I, I had try, I tried not to, but I had heard bad things about this one. That it was like here and there. I'd just seen headlines and stuff saying it was kind of a disappointment. And I liked the first Jurassic World. Okay. Uh, they're competing against Jurassic Park, which was one of the best movies ever made, I would say. Yeah. Uh, and also happened at a time, at a point in my childhood where, you know, good movies were super important to me. So I didn't have super high expectations and it went about as I expected. I mean, it was fine, but like, I, I it got... <sighs> I was, I'm kind of, I still am disappointed that it, that the dinosaurs moved onto the mainland or the United States. I feel like it, that is a step towards having this world of Jurassic Park, Jurassic World movies that just goes on forever in kind of crazy ways. Oh, and, yeah. and sort of, it, it just feels like it's missing the point. It's getting very, it's getting obsessed with, or it's getting preoccupied with the problem of dinosaurs uh, in the world now in, and it's not really the point of the movie or at least not Jurassic Park you know it's not it's about it's about the humans and when you move the dinosaurs into the American continent the continental United States then it's becoming just about the dinosaurs okay so I was disappointed with that yeah I had pretty pretty low expectations coming in to the movie but I was really, I, I think, pretty pleasantly surprised with the first, I don't know, third of the movie to the point where they're, they go into the water after that initial vol- volcanic eruption. I mean, I think the dialogue was, was pretty good back and forth. There are some funny jokes. They introduced the kind of tech and, and veterinary characters. I feel like it flowed pretty well. Like there was enough action. The set pieces were kind of exciting. Um, and then I think, yeah, I guess my problem is also once they get onto the ship to head to the mainland United States and in that house, I just feel like it, 
I don't know, kind of lost some of the, I don't know, connection of the story. I feel like there are a lot of jumps with the different characters where it didn't really make sense. Uh, You know, like they're on that beach and then all of a sudden they're overlooking the ship, loading all the dinosaurs, no explanation of how they got there. Uh, Or the, the, the IT guy just disappears for a while, like he's a deckhand and then you don't see him for 30 minutes and then he's a lab tech in the in the uh, lab where the veterinarian is, is being held. So I, I just things like that where you just kind of lose the characters or there's these jumps in the story that bothered me. Okay. That's interesting. Those things didn't bother me as much. I mean, I assume they, you know, hiked over. <laughs> but, but you're right. It's a dinosaur-infested island. The, the first point where I was like, wait, what is when... He, they just leave him, Chris Pratt's character, to die in the in uh, where they captured Blue. And the girl, the vet, the paleo veterinarian, doesn't do anything about that. Or, I mean, she just lets him. They, she never says, wait, we can't leave Chris Pratt here. Or there was just, there was, it was like it was missing a line of dialogue where. where what about Chris? Yeah. Because that just seemed crazy that it, he went from he went the the guy that was leading that expedition on the island went from nice to crazy super fast in a way that just was jarring. And then at the, at the same time that Chris Pratt was just left there, the mountain erupts and the lava starts coming, and that seems like a very huge. Well, it's obviously a huge dramatic moment, but it comes at the end of Act One and it just sets up the rest of the movie. I feel like it, there could have been a really good movie just based on the island where they're trying to escape the lava and that's the whole movie. I mean, that's that feels like a very satisfying. I it feels like they're they they feel like they have to add too much new stuff so they're like, "Okay, what can we do?" Okay, well, we'll have them go to the US, to California. Yeah. Like just just use just use the lava erupting and the stampede of dinosaurs and the way that that partitions people into you know you could have really interesting stories about where where groups of them are blocked off from other groups of them by lava flows and uh it would i mean it would stay more true i think to that jurassic world feeling of suspense and and uh big surprises uh dinosaurs hitting things or or things whacking you that's a good point i feel like they could have done a, a more targeted movie on the island and not not brought it to the to California. And it would have been I think they could have done a good job with that. Also it seems like when you look at the topography of the mountain, there the island, there were there were other mountains besides the volcano where the, all the dinosaurs could have gone to. I don't I just don't understand why the lava erupting was an extinction extinction level event. Did that bother you? Uh, I guess it didn't really. I mean I'm sure all the other places are still gonna be covered in ash and like the sulfur in the air that might affect all the living creatures. Okay. But the dock was fine. I guess and then it erupted again right when they were leaving, so I didn't erupt again. I think this the lava came down to the dock. Oh, okay. That was a good image though of that last dinosaur being there. It was sad. It was. That was a good image. Yeah. Uh, I think I think I was a little disappointed is that the trailer gave away that that foundation manager was evil. 
Oh, did it? I guess I didn't watch it well enough or carefully enough to notice that. Yeah, and I think that could have been a, like a bit of a twist. And I guess they still were able to deliver that twist because I thought the old man was also going to be a part of that kind of plan and he was also going to be a little evil. Uh, and then he wasn't. So that, you know, that, I guess that kind of went away from my expectations in that moment. Well, he was a little evil. Because he'd cloned his daughter? Yeah. That's pretty evil. Is it? Oops. It's kind of loving. <laughs> Wait, really? You think you, that doesn't strike you as really evil? No. What? What's wrong with cloning someone that's dead? Let's make sure you're never in charge of bioethics. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, also, as soon as he wouldn't let the girl see the picture, I was like, obviously she's a clone. Oh. I knew it. I, I said it to Remy in the theater. I leaned over and I was like, oh, that girl's a clone. We're going to need Remy to confirm that. Otherwise, I won't believe you. And Remy's like, what are you talking about? They can clone in this universe? And she'd never seen a Jurassic Park movie before. Is that true? That is true. Oh, my gosh. So we actually watched Jurassic Park after watching Jurassic World. And she thought the dinosaurs didn't look as real. And it wasn't as good because of that. Oh, my gosh. Those dinosaurs look so good. It is pretty amazing. Is, uh, is, is, the guy, is the guy who cloned his daughter, is he in the original Jurassic Park? I can't remember him at all, but I'm also not. He's not. It's totally just an add-in to. Because the other dude died. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, that's what I figured. And then, I mean, they were selling these dinosaurs to all these, you know, oligarchs and oil people. And they're talking about having like a really effective killing machine as a dinosaur. But that can't be an effective way to kill somebody if you have to be close enough to laser lock on them with something that looks a lot like a gun. You could just shoot the person to then send a dinosaur after him. <laughs> well, so they can shoot the dinosaur. Right. I just think there's a lot of reasons people would want to own dinosaurs like that's a crazy cool pet to have in your private collection or you're a pharmaceutical company and there's like benefits from the dinosaur you can derive. But the idea of like weaponizing it, unless you had hundreds of them, doesn't really make a lot of sense to me. Yeah. I mean, I think they mentioned in the movie, if someone buys one, they will eventually have hundreds of them. Oh, okay. Well then that sort of works. Yeah, it was it was kind of satisfying to see that little dinosaur run through the crowd of bidders and and headbutt everyone. And I don't know why that was so satisfying. Also satisfying was when the guy got his arm bitten off. Yep. <laughs> but I feel bad that that's satisfying. But it was. Well, sometimes people get what they deserve. Along those lines, I feel like this movie intentionally uh, copied a lot of key moments from Jurassic Park. Uh, like the little girl putting her back up against the wall and breathing scared. Well, just a little uh, girl. Yeah. Just a little girl in general. Um, copying, I mean, hugging Chris Pratt just like the little girl does in Jurassic Park. Um, the, there were several other moments where I was like, I, it was so much to the point where I thought I'm a little disappointed that they're not being more creative. They are re really, it's like an exact recreation of that beat from Jurassic Park. Yeah. One thing that is not like, I mean, I feel like in Jurassic Park, if the dinosaurs had a chance to 
you know, kill one of the people or do something. Like even the raptors were always very efficient in Jurassic Park, but the kind of main evil dinosaur in this movie was like pretty good at killing people until it was in the bedroom with the girl and it was just taking its sweet time. Yeah. Like just like, or was on top of the dinosaur head and like sniffing around for these people and they were on the other side of the square. Yeah, that was awful. wouldn't wouldn't their smell be so obvious to the dinosaur where they are? Totally. I mean, he even mentioned, Chris Pratt mentioned that Blue could smell him from miles away. Yeah. So that was that 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 was insane when when it didn't immediately attack them then. And so Very, they're trying to build tension, but it it takes me out of it more than builds tension cuz I'm just like this is a couldn't happen. Yeah. It's bad writing. That is bad writing. Uh I know they got a different director besides it's not Colin uh, Trevorrow that directed this movie. Do you feel like the director did anything that was unique or that you appreciated with the shots? The only one that really stands out to me is when they followed the dinosaur looking from the roof into the room of the, the little girl, and the camera does like a 180-degree rotation to be right side up. Do you remember that shot where the dinosaur like peeks over the edge of the roof and then the camera follows it and turns as it's coming around and looks through the door. I don't remember that shot. Yeah. Unfortunately. No, I didn't think it was I looked that's who I that's what I googled after the movie is to figure out who the director was and I didn't know him from I haven't seen his other work and so um nothing about him. It didn't particularly strike me as great directing. Yeah. Did you uh with your, since you're so good at predicting the, what's going to happen, did you predict that the girl was going to release the dinosaurs into the wild at the end? No, I didn't. I thought Bryce Dallas Howard would, but not the little girl. That was a surprise to me. It seems so obvious. Of, kind of the wrong move, right? Yeah, it just seems like such a bad move. So many people are going to die from those dinosaurs being out there. So many. Yep. But also, they're going to get killed pretty quick. Well, that monster alligator whale thing is not going to get killed quickly. That's true. Not until a submarine finds it. You mean... The Megalodon? Until someone drives a submarine into its stomach and then sacrifices themselves by blowing up the nuclear submarine inside of it? Well, is that a prediction for the Meg movie? Yeah. (laughs) Jurassic Park. Meg. It really seems like that's going to be a very similar situation. <laughs> Jurassic Park, Jaws. <laughs> Get all the Steven Spielberg properties together. You know Tom Hanks is going to be in that movie. It's it's Captain Ryan's grandson. <laughs> Private Ryan. Uh, uh, or uh, what's the Ryan from Clear and Present Danger? I guess that's not Spielberg, but... Jack Ryan. Jack Ryan. Get Tom Clancy in there too. I yeah. I I also felt like how did the director of the foundation go from being a good guy to being so evil that he's willing to like he was willing to let um Chris Pratt and Bryce Dallas Howard's characters die. I mean that's like really evil. Yeah, I mean even if he's motivated by money, it doesn't totally make sense. Hmm. And they don't give him any... I mean, his turn is so fast, they don't give him any sort of development. Yeah, I don't think they really explain his character very well. Yeah, so he's a bad villain, I would say, also. Weak writing. 
Is he more of a villain than the auctioneer? Yeah, for sure. He just has more agency. It's his choice. Yeah, the auctioneer is evil already. And and he does it, and he enacts his evilness on a little girl, you know, making him a true monster. Yeah, I guess he knew the girl was a clone and wanted to keep her for sort of scientific purposes. Yeah, or just, I mean, he sends, he immediately sends away, he well, he kills her grandfather, that's awful, and then he immediately sends away his, her caregiver, and I think the implication is he's going to treat her like dirt the rest of her life. Yeah. Well, and he also I think figures out that she knows that he killed her grandfather, so I think, I I I thought he was going to try to kill her in the movie, but it didn't quite get to that. Yeah, what's that like triangle of ethics, opportunity? I can't remember the other two things, like white when people make bad ethical decisions. <laughs> I don't know. I've never heard of the triangle of ethics. A lot of business presentations and onboarding. New jobs. <laughs> oh, man. I'm sorry. I've never had one of those jobs. It obviously stuck with me. <laughs> you got one out of three. <laughs> uh, that's good. Yeah. Uh, all right. Are there any other likes or dislikes you want to make sure we're talking about? I went and saw this one in 3D IMAX. I splurged. Okay. No big nice. deal. Uh, it was fun. I miss it. Uh, I got an email from MoviePass saying that they're going to start letting you pay a uh, surcharge uh, to be able to do that. So I'm excited about that. Well, yeah, but that email also said they're going to charge a surcharge for certain movies, standard showings. Yeah, Reed, we're going to have to pay a little bit more to see opening night, but it's worth it because our podcast listeners demand timely reporting. Well, we have gotten better at that, so. <laughs> yeah. I, for me, it doesn't matter too much because I, I think you go to the movies like Friday nights and Saturdays more than I do. That's probably true. I'm much more likely to go on a Tuesday morning or something. Ugh, what a life. Right? <laughs> um, I guess one thing, I, I mean, this is a small thing. I, I guess the person I told this to thought I was being too nitpicky, but... I just want to call out, they're in the cage with the Tyrannosaurus Rex on the ship. Someone realizes the door is open. They shut the door from the outside. You know, some henchman. You don't know who it is. Then, Tyrannosaurus Rex wakes up. Makes so much noise. Bryce Dallas Howard gets out the top, goes around the back, opens the gate. No henchman is around. No one comes to check on the dinosaur to give it more tranquilizer. It's like... How come you have 50 henchmen and then no one is in the hold? It bothered me so much. <laughs> that is tough. Man, that is tough. I can see what, no, it bothered I think uh, it did bother me too in the moment. I can remember. Yeah, bad writing. It's bad writing, truly. It is. Okay. Uh, which is interesting cuz I I I mean I I liked Jurassic World the first one better. Definitely. And I think uh didn't but didn't did Colin Trevorrow get removed from a Star Wars movie? He did. Maybe he's just having a tough moment. Okay, we're realizing well, he that direct, he didn't direct this. He wrote it. That's true. And he and he produced it. He was heavily involved. I don't know. I, I was yeah. I was very disappointed in that. I I I, I hope Colin gets it back together and has a has a hit one of these times. 
I mean, this movie's still going to make tons of money. Uh, I mean, you, it's not obvious that these things will earn their money back, actually. But didn't this one open to $130 million its first weekend? Did it? I don't know. I didn't check the numbers. Okay. I, I, I didn't either, but I think I saw that somewhere. But even that's not... Is that good? I'm not sure that's good, even. I think it's pretty good. Yeah, I mean, I feel like with the amount of money that they're spending on these... It's done okay. I just checked. It's done okay, but it could be better. Could be better. Okay. One last thing is uh, I saw a trailer for... I saw a little, like, featurette for Mission Impossible, the next one that's coming out. Yeah. At the, at the beginning of this Jurassic World. And the vignette was about how Tom Cruise learned how to fly a helicopter and actually flies the helicopter in the scenes in the movie. He does that own his own stunts there. That is insane to me. Because it was showing him. I mean, it's like in a canyon, back and forth. He's pretty intense that way. That is a, that's such a huge risk. And, he, I mean, that's amazing. So I'm totally impressed. I usually – I kind of think Tom Cruise is just crazy and I don't – it's like – it's not that I don't think he's – it's not that I think he's a bad actor. It's that I don't want to think about him as much as possible because he just weirds me out. <laughs> but but that was so impressive to me. So I'm excited for Mission Impossible. Yeah, me too. I think it looks good. Okay. Sorry. That was a preview, but it did – I did see it, it in this movie. So I wanted to mention it because it was the most impressive thing about my trip to the theater that day. <laughs> Um, what would you rate Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom out of five? This is so tough because, oh, I love Jurassic Park and, uh, and you know, these movies are full of wonder and they get a big benefit of the doubt for me, but I'm going to go with, uh, okay, fine. I'm going to go with three. Dang it. No, that, that makes sense. Uh, for me, I'm going to give this movie a two. Ugh. There were enough things that I just, I don't know, didn't get kind of pulled into the story. And uh, I feel like the even the cool cinematic effects with the CGI dinosaurs, it just it loses its diminishing returns for me, I guess. So I'll give it a two. Well, now I want to give it a two, too. Dang it. That's what I should have given it. Oh, well, I'll stick to three. Okay. Do you have another uh, recommendation, something you've been watching, reading, or listening to? Well, this I'm super late to the party, but I did watch a couple episodes of Luke Cage this week. Did you watch that? Do people watch that? I watched the um, Daredevil one and some of the Jessica Jones, but never the Luke Cage season. Yeah, I watched about three episodes of the Daredevil, and this is about the same. The production quality is so low. It's so bad. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, what? I guess Marvel just for their TV shows, they don't care. But, um, and the, some of the writing is super clunky, but I do, I like, I, I would like to write something and cast that, the guy who plays Luke Cage in it. I like him. I don't know if he's perfect for Luke Cage, but he's, he's got just this endearing quality that I, I do really like. I'm not actually recommending that you watch it. Go watch something more valuable. <laughs> um, for me, something we've been watching this week has been the H- new HBO show Succession, and it's a little tough because I don't think there's a character that Remy and I really like yet. Everyone's kind of unlikable, but there are still pretty interesting characters in it. We're gonna keep going with it. 
Okay, I've seen the ad, uh, the trailer or whatever. Uh, yeah, it looks interesting. I don't think you are as big a fan of like Adam McKay style as I am, but no. Yeah, so I, th- I think that's you might true. not like it. Yeah, it, it. Yeah, when I saw the trailer, I was like, "That's probably not a show I'm going to love." But <laughs> but if you if you find out if it gets good, let me know. I will let you know. Thanks for joining us this week for Two Brothers Review the Podcast. I'm Reed Turley. And I'm Ty Turley. And uh, don't mean to beat a dead horse here, but um, allez les bleus. <laughs> Bye. Bye.